All right. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome to episode number two of Orange Pillars. Uh, for those who didn't listen to show number one, this podcast is all about sharing stories, thoughts, and lessons about the art and science of orange pilling. Um, if you enjoy the show, you can support it by sending some sass to the QR code in the YouTube description, and we will eventually have these episodes up on Fountain, uh, which is a value for value podcast platform that lets you stream sats as you listen. And something I recently learned lets you earn sats by listening to podcasts, which is like kind of blowing my mind how crazy things are, um, accelerating in the value for value space. So, uh, Pavel, how are you doing? Doing great, Nick. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. It's, um, nice. it's crazy how much can happen in a month. This is yeah. one thing I thought about today. I'm like, I'm writing down all the shit that's happened since we talked last. And I'm like, oh my God, like a year's worth of things have happened. Exactly. And yep. it, it, it only seems like change, you know, like change is happening. It's happening quick. But I think the, the most shocking thing for me is the acceleration of how quickly change is happening, right? How quickly it's rolling over on itself. So, um, I had some stuff like, you know, we've had a significant, since we chatted last, we've had a significant mm -hmm. drop in the Bitcoin price. So it's down to about 20,000 from its all time high of almost 70. Mm -hmm. The other day I looked up what we were at in March of 2020. And I found it very interesting to see that we were at around five and a half thousand in March of 2020. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, this whole relatively biased that we have where it's like 20,000 feels like the most terrible thing ever. Cause we were at 70, but like, two years ago, we were at five. So we're still 400% up, <laughs> you know, it just, I think it skews our perception. Um, yep. And, you know, huge stacking opportunity. What are your thoughts on just the past month? Or is there anything you want to kick this off with in terms of discussion? Uh, no, it's I, I think this is great opportunity. Uh, in March 2020, I sent out messages to my uh, group that this is the, you know, buy the dip opportunity. I mean, they were all scared, but <laughs> but some of them did buy, uh, you know, nice. the, the dip, which was short, but, uh, you know, sweet. Uh, yep. This one, I think is going to last a little bit more, <laughs> more time. I, uh, I also sent, sent them out once we crossed, like uh, once the, the price went below 200 week moving average, which is like four year moving average. I simply had to say to everyone, I mean, just, now is the time if you if you were you know now is a really uh like a good price good price entry of course yeah. uh it may go down a bit more it may not but historically this has been really the greatest uh, you know opportunities for for starting your your bitcoin journey but uh you know it's really uh still it's it's a long term game game so yes. uh yeah <laughs> I think it shows you, you know, like the, the text messages I get at times like this shows me who hasn't, who has sort of yeah. not done the work, right? Like who, exactly. you know, like the analogy of, we recently had a windstorm where I live in Ottawa and a lot of trees got uprooted and blown down. And as I was driving through that, I couldn't help but notice like, if you have a weak root structure, you're not going to survive a storm. And this idea that, you know, people who are getting anxious or concerned when the price goes down. Um, I mean, that just signals to me that you haven't, you haven't really built enough conviction. You're either, you either have too much money in Bitcoin because your conviction isn't high enough. Um, or you've, you've, in, you've put money into Bitcoin that you might need in the short term, which is not wise. And either way, it like, it just, uh, it almost shines a spotlight on, on those who need to do a little bit more work to build more conviction. Um, 
And for those who have the conviction, I'm getting text messages where it's like, I'm stacking as much as I can. I'm selling shit. I'm eating one last meal a week. You know, like the hardcore people are like, this is when you build generational wealth, not a, not even a joke. Um, yep. But on the wrong, you know, you tell that to certain people and they, they just don't have the context for it. But uh, But it is a pretty, you know, I don't know. It, it seems like when we go down to these really big price drops, um, which which I think must happen, right? Like I remember uh, the first big price drop I had when the majority of my wealth was in Bitcoin, which is not that much wealth, but as a percentage of like what I own, um, it was significant. The first one, I was like very anxious and concerned. I was like, did I make the wrong choice? I don't know what's going on right now. This is kind of concerning. And the second time it happened, I was like, well, the first time I got worried and nothing bad happened and it's actually way higher now. So I'm okay. And then the third time forward, I'm like happy because I realized that number one, this is necessary, right? It's like, it's like when your body uh, has an infection, right? The fever sucks, right? It, your body just goes into torch mode. You feel terrible. It's miserable. There's a lot of pain. But having a fever and having that short-term pain is better than staying sick or dying. So it's what we must do. You have to torch out the invaders uh, and that sets the stage where your body's now stronger and more resilient to fight the next one. And it needs to happen or else you die and we don't want to die. And so, yeah, this idea that once you go over the peak of that mountain where your conviction is so solid that you understand the why, right? You understand the why so deeply that it's like, well, others simply don't understand it yet. And that's creating this emotional reaction that carves out a window of opportunity that I may never have again. So I need to take advantage of this and I have to make sure that everyone in my circle understands, you know, hopefully that same perspective to some extent um, and at minimum isn't selling, right? Like that's the biggest thing is you, you never actually, you know, someone, I think it was my brother's girlfriend's like, you know, my Bitcoin, did I lose Bitcoin? Like, am I going to lose my Bitcoin? I'm like, well, did you sell anything? She's like, no, I'm like, well, you haven't lost anything. You still have as many Satoshis as you had before. You still have. The measuring stick is getting all squirrely right now because people are confused. Um, yeah. But you have the same amount. In fact, it's really cheap. You should buy more. And it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful time. I, I really enjoy these times. I mean, it's nice to feel richer, I guess. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like when you know you can nibble away at all this collateral damage from all all the companies that needed to get torched for us to clear away these parasites. It's like, it's kind of nice. You know, I was, uh, I was watching, um, a, a podcast with uh, Preston Pish the other day. Um, and he was, he was explaining, I mean, he was showing up one, one of the metrics, one of the graphs, which showed the U S stock market annualized return against for M2. adjustment from for the m2 inflation since the 1970s basically and it's like Dude. breaking even right <laughs> so it's know. like it's a it's a flat line so while you know in nominal terms you had like you know a growth in in the stock market which i mean what i wanted to say is for example people who are i mean many many people who are invested in the stock market at the moment they are experiencing what maybe 20 25 percent drawdown from the from the highs and they are you know they are scared they don't really have conviction in in this they don't, they don't many of them don't even 
know really what are the companies that they are investing in. They are just autopiloting some into some index fund and whatnot. While Bitcoiners, they are basically, you know, what I mean, like twenty percent drawdown from for us is like nothing. It's just uh, you know, that's like a sneeze. That's nothing. Just like a sneeze. <laughs> like uh, once you are uh, a bit longer into this game, you you can see like. 80 70 80 percent drawdowns which are you know they they toughen you up and yes. uh, the gains are true really i mean they are nominal but they are real gains like the purchasing power of bitcoin is 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 tremendously growing and it's still going to grow so it's a true uh great savings vehicle and yeah i mean it's uh uh people will learn it um either way and I'm even not, I, mean, I, I don't really subscribe that if someone needs to sell right now uh, on the drop, I'm not going to like uh, uh, say anything bad about it because uh, it's it's hard to get, this is, this, is, this is so new technology like electricity, right? So people need some time to, to get used to it, to get used to the volatility. I, I don't think it, volatility is going to stop anytime soon. I don't think, I think so either. Yeah. <laughs> look at Weimar. Look what happens with Weimar in terms of gold volatility. Like we're not exactly. Was, you know, was the Preston of... was the Preston podcast on what Bitcoin did? Was it with Peter yeah? McCormick? Exactly, exactly. I was Dude, I was watching the video recording. Yeah, that so, podcast blew yeah, my brain. It, I've already listened to it twice, and I'm like, okay, the storm's <laughs> actually coming now. Like we're <laughs> it's coming. I mean, I, I think we are in the middle of the, of the storm. The storm has already started. So, but but it's becoming more and more kind of. Um, you know intense and uh yeah i don't think i don't see it stopping anytime soon um <laughs> but uh but we bitcoiners we are more than ready more than prepared for it um and we will just have to we will have to yeah, we will have to be there for our families and communities around us too. <laughs> like yeah. they will have to lean lean onto our toughened experience with these uh bitcoin you know huge volatility because they are not used to it in the you know traditional um, markets i mean let alone now now uh real estate market is kind of slowing down and we may we may witness a, a, a crash maybe of the real estate market that's gonna now that's gonna be really painful for a lot of people um yep and it's like uh and it's inevitable it's 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 coming i mean <laughs> home prices are are skyrocketing I mean, they have, it's like, um, yeah, I mean, people feel this wealth effect, like, uh, oh my God, my home is uh, more valuable than ever, but it's not really your home more valuable. It's just uh, the money is uh, being debased. So yeah, your home is still <laughs> the same. What a spell, eh? What a, what a like sneaky spell that it casts over people. Exactly. It's, yeah. So it's, it's delicious. Oh, it is, man. And it's so yeah. hard to... It's so hard to help people see through that. It's so hard to help them take the glasses yeah. off because it's so uh, enticing, right? It's this muse that just whispers in people's ear, like, you're getting richer, you're getting richer. And yeah. and it's such a deep commitment to actually truly understand the mechanics so that you can see what the reality, right? And I think it, it's almost like, it's like gravity. Truth is like gravity. The more disconnected we get, and, and becoming, you know, like um, lured into this fantasy land that is disconnected from reality. It's like we're going up higher and higher above ground. And the, the more disconnected you get, 
the harder it, the more it hurts when you actually get brought back down to reality, right? The more floors you go up, the harder the impact when you smash down onto the ground, when you realize gravity is inevitable. So, I mean, on the flip side of that, I think pain is what drives all behavior. And, and, you know, the, the boomers, this, this uh, illusion of wealth has created such a lack of pain that there's no desire to change. There's no desire to really understand this. And I think we're coming up to a precipice where pain is going to be um, much more prevalent in many more people's lives. I mean, people feel pain right now. Let's not, let's not get it twisted, yeah. right? Like gas is, has gone up like 75% in the past three months in Canada, like gas affects everything. Uh, your food yep. might not be more expensive right now because they're just shrinking the quantities. But at a certain point, uh, to bring food there requires gas. If gas goes up, it's a leading. It's like going to be a, le a leading indicator for what is to come. So, yeah, I mean, you know, when Preston was talking about this, this notion that there's a hundred trillion dollars in broken money that must find a new home in bonds, mm -hmm. and this idea that that is a tsunami of fiat that must find a new place and when you actually look at like with a rational grounded view in reality what can actually handle that what is an appropriate vehicle for for that fiat there's not that many bitcoin. options and bitcoin looks like a real attractive one for a smart rational person who understands uh it as at, at all perspectives at all levels of zoom so you know I think it's really weird some of the shit that's happening like the short etf where this <laughs> this exchange traded fund can own zero bitcoin and yet can have huge influence on the price of bitcoin so silly um but then you have the prospect of the spot etf and i don't want to put too much uh yeah. emphasis on that because you never know if it's going to happen and whatever but i think something like that if and i think it does happen within the next 12 months i i think it's inevitable they're getting so much pressure at the sec that creates a very big on-ramp for institutional money to start to come in. And I think it was Preston that said that, you know, Luke Groman mentions this all the time until Bitcoin's a $20 trillion market cap. It's not big enough for yeah. these giant institutions to say, okay, well, let's put, you know, 10 billion, 20 billion, 50 billion. So, and it's one of those weird things where we're usually where the price goes higher, people deem it as more risky. But actually, when the price goes higher in Bitcoin, it gets de-risked and it becomes a safer vehicle to put your wealth in. That's a weird dynamic that I don't know if we've ever had before. So I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> if you're a Bitcoiner, it's going to be fun. Yeah. No, no, it's 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 going to be. I mean, it's fun for me at the moment. Uh, it's just... Uh... But there is a lot, like uh, a lot of education in front of us, you know, uh, regardless of the, you know, like we can, we can shout from the rooftops that uh, Bitcoin is the, the way to go. But many people still are, are still not, especially in the Western countries, they are still not at the, at the real, like uh, really, really tough, tough spot where they, like I was uh, listening to, uh, also Preston's interview with a um, developer from Argentina and he yes. said like yeah he said like basically listen like in Argentina you need only like seven seconds to orange peel someone <laughs> right. you just you just tell them listen this is a money that the government cannot print more of that's it okay now it. let me just show me Where how do I to, get how... it <laughs> yeah they... okay now show me how okay yeah. I get why oh, yes. show me how show me how I will get on lightning on everything I will you know figure it out there you know and that's that's the reality really i mean um 
I mean, here in Croatia also, we do not have like the financial conditions are still not, uh, especially on the coast, uh, you know, where tourism is pretty well developed. Financial conditions are still not nowhere near uh, the the level where people feel the urgency to 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 change something so fundamental as their daily money. Right? Yeah. They have to. I still have. I still think we have more way to go to to really get to this boiling uh, pot point. Right? So there's not enough pain. Uh, but there's that. It's yeah, literally it's, there's not enough pain for people to actually not take action. Pain yet. But uh, we are here for for them, and uh, at least uh, yeah, I mean, my group they already know. Like uh, I'm constantly <laughs> throwing out the you know, listen, are you saving in Bitcoin? You know, like I I, I don't give up. I mean, I, I simply I can repeat for 15 times if I see one person who I have been like every time. Have you started saving in Bitcoin? No, not yet. You see, this is a crash. It's going to zero. Okay, okay. okay. Next time I walk I'm there. I'm here for you when you want me. <laughs> I'm here for you. I, I'm, I'm, you yeah. know, reminding you again and again and again. It's just, you know. <laughs> so I mean, touch points, they... right? Like all you're exactly. doing there. Like I, I really think that the art of orange pilling, there, yeah. the, the art of being able to give subtle touch points <laughs> where they're not like yeah. intrusive. They're not... Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Relentless, but they are there where it's like, you know, it might be at the tail end of conversation. It might be if you get this tiny window that they, that you sense, it's like, have you checked out Bitcoin yet? I got this really good book that I just read. It's really small. If you're interested, you know, it's like just making sure that they know when, when they're ready, because most people just aren't ready, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but when they're ready, you want them to know, okay, well, clearly I know who who I should go talk to. I should go talk to Pavel. He's been yeah, telling exactly, me about exactly. this for so long. Uh and so as long as we as long as people know that we are there and we can be the person like I want to be the person I wish I had when I first got into Bitcoin because it was a totally different time, different landscape. There was very little um you had to really mine out the education, right? And now it's like there's so much education. You just got to you get to pick from the top 5%. Um and I think times like this forges Bitcoiners that um, that can be there for those people when the time comes, right? It's like we we all have to double down on our own conviction. Like I'm stacking sats, but I'm also stacking knowledge. I'm, you know, yeah. doing a lot more uh, custody hygiene to re kind of review my strategy, my custody strategy. It's like I'd rather do it now. So I'm less nervous with how much I'm transferring around because it's not worth very much so that when it does go up, things are set up. I have a new strategy in place and I know how to understand some of these tools that I can recommend to others because I've actually had experience with them. Um, but we know the pain's coming. And so it's really just <laughs> yeah. like build our own conviction, get better at understanding, keep learning, you know. I found it so funny that that Argentinian guy was like, yeah, like my hundred year old grandfather got yeah, it in 10 minutes. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, that it, it just hit so hard that like th those people have experienced massive pain for years. Yeah. So they're primed. Right. Yeah. But, but the people in Canada, especially <laughs> despite people's bank imagine? accounts getting shut off because they disagree with the government are not yet to the point where they're ready. Um, yeah. But I think it's coming. I think, I think yeah, when right. real estate takes a beating because not because houses become worth less, but because they come back down to reality and they get demonetized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, people are going to be asking some questions. There's going to be some, there's going to be a lot of people fighting a lot of cognitive dissonance 
in this this notion that you know real estate or equities was this black box where you put money in and it spits more money out this has held true my whole life this has just been reality i have no reason to think otherwise right i have this conversation with my my father all the time who's very heavily invested in real estate and he knows no different he has never seen anything different history has told him if i was him I grew up in a time where I trusted the government because the government actually had more of my, deservedly have had maybe a bit more of my trust, right? They weren't abusing it every fucking month. Mm. Um, And I've lived through my life viewing real estate as this incredible investment and I have been constantly proven right. That's a hard hurdle to overcome and it's only pain that will stop. It's only pain that will change uh, his historical memory, right? Yeah. So, but we know it's coming because it's inevitable. And, you know, one thing I heard Preston say, and I've heard Jeff Booth say this a lot too, is this idea that we need to be compassionate to the fact that, you know, yes. you and I are smiling. We, we don't mind times like this. I actually relish and love times like this because <laughs> I get to just have more calm. I get to learn, yeah. and, you know, um, but it's not the norm, right? Like most yeah. people are struggling right now and will only struggle more in this idea that we have to get outside of ourselves and be like, okay, the world is in pain, even though it's not great to be the person that has a great life and everyone else is in pain. Because guess what? Your neighbors around you aren't going to be happy and yeah. that's not a good place to live in. So this idea that we got to be available, compassionate, um, be resources, not to give people answers, but maybe just to point them in the right direction to go on their own learning process. Um, and that's going to be really important. And, and I almost have, I don't know if it's because I've curated a different ecosystem on Twitter, or if it's actually this like systemic thing that's shifting, but it seems like Bitcoiners are kind of maturing a bit more, right? Like we went through the phase of like, have fun staying poor, fuck you, I'm buying a Lambo to like, okay, this is getting serious. Uh, There's a lot of power accumulating in the hands of Bitcoiners, deservedly so, but we need to be good stewards instead of just telling people to have fun staying poor and putting up castles and keeping people out. Like it's, we need to be careful here. (laughs) No, no, of course, of course. I mean, wealth is really other people. Pe- people are uh, what's really valuable here in, in the whole story. It's like, uh, like uh, what would you do? I mean, if you were just living alone in the whole you know, world, you could have all the Lambos, all the yachts, all the airplanes, everything. But, you know, there is no other people around. Like, basically, you, each one of us, we actually depend on other people. This this yes. idea of complete like individual independence, it's 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 a bullcrap. It's no 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 way to live. Like if you're on your own, really, like alone, you will you well, won't you have a great you die. Yeah. You right? you just you just die, right? So everything that you have from the clothes that you wear to the you know, I mean food that you eat, everything was made by other people, right? So but um but yeah, so 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 really, you are right. We really need to be compassionate and uh, there for 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 others and for normies. And also, yeah, I also see that Bitcoiners are maturing. Um, you know, we are st- we are still maybe a little bit. I don't know how to say. Maybe maybe too edgy uh, yeah. sometimes. But uh, but I think we are uh, we are a good force for for those normies. At least they see that there is something different with these. Yeah you know with these people they are kind of i i I mean i see now in in rab um it's just completely different uh, kind of uh i don't know um mental frame that that for example that i have versus uh, many of the you know what i would say normies i mean their their conversations i I sometimes just cannot even listen to that like more than a couple of minutes just so it's tough 
especially when they start complaining about something you know <laughs> uh which is like then i sometimes i just throw oh, you know bitcoin fixes this you know <laughs> and then they will what yeah okay okay yeah, yeah. but um i mean it's gonna i mean everything is uh is is really uh just going in its own way i think everything is really kind of um everything has every event has its own purpose like in the this mind of the universe that's everything is just incredibly like um i don't know purposeful for yeah. for for something so the pain that you are feeling right now is is basically going to be transformed into something much more you know higher right we need this i was just commenting this uh, this morning we recorded another podcast here in a, in our local language so i was saying that basically it's like uh humans today civilization today is we are so pampered with the level of technology that we have with the level with the amount of energy that we are able to transform to use like uh Seyfedin, what what he used to uses to say is like average person who lives in a like western you know developed country or medium medium developed country they use more energy than than kings uh, used to use like 500 years ago because like if if a king wanted to have uh, you know transportation heating in the winter cooling in the summer you know all these different kinds of foods and everything he would need to have like 100 200 300 slaves essentially who would work for him just to provide him with something that we are not even like thinking about like you just right. press a switch and you heat your home or you press a, press another switch you cool it down in the summer and you have running water you have electricity you can move with automobiles with airplanes with boats with like you you have all different kinds of i mean it's like it's insane what we have yet on the other hand like the level of consciousness of of the humanity as a total at the moment is so it's it's not really matching the the the, the amount of power that we are actually having on our hands this is i think why we many many of the people you know get scammed with this stupid you know climate change thing they are just not feeling that they are that they are kind of in a, in on a level to to really contain this amount of energy that we are actually using right now let alone go up like I mean we are bitcoiners are talking about you know let's go 10 100 times more energy like let's you know we are talking about like, like a car, hitting Kardashev level one yeah it's such yeah. a it's such a Kardashev monumental level, yeah. jump and but yeah, yeah but but humanity as a whole has to go through this grow growing up phase like we have to kind of understand that we are yeah this is time is changing uh, and uh <laughs> yeah i mean it's gonna be fun right what, what can i say it's just uh <laughs> it's not interesting time to be alive so yeah. i agree man it's uh incredibly interesting time to be alive and i, yeah. I think one thing with <clears throat> bitcoiners is it seems like understanding why these things are happening uh doesn't make them any less necessarily painful in a sense i mean owning bitcoin makes everything less painful because you're not right. getting thrashed in terms of your purchasing power but but i think just understanding it actually lets you take a step back and 
take a step back and be like, like, for example, reading the fourth turning when I read that at the first time I read it, I was like, okay, this is a little bit much. Second time I read it, I'm like, wow, I'm, be, I'm starting to be able to place where we are and what's happening into this framework. And it's giving me like a more calm sense that I know we have some rough times ahead, but I'm less anxious knowing that I kind of understand the mechanics of this. And more importantly, understand that this must happen. We cannot prevent this. We've gotten here by preventing this thing, this, this pain for so long. Um, you know, it's like we have this wound and the first people that tended the wound just covered it up and then it festered more and then we got more sick and then we had to jack ourselves up with antibiotics and we covered it up yeah. again. It festered more. Eventually it kills us. So we should mm -hmm. probably just treat the wound, even though it's going to suck to be very uncomfortable. Um, but if only more people understood that, they would start to feel a little bit more easy, I think, with what's going on in reality, because they would have sort of like a lens to be able to view it through where it's like, it doesn't feel good, but it makes sense. And I'm not as anxious because I kind of know where it's going and why it's going there and all that kind of stuff. And I couldn't agree more, man, we are so we are so disconnected from our biology and, and so um, fortunate, right? Like the supercomputer we carry around in our pocket uh, has now been normalized in such a short period of time that that is just the norm. But it's a supercomputer in our pocket. No one, like 50 years ago, no one could have dreamed of that. Um, you know, I show my grandfather that and he doesn't, he uses very little technology and he's just amazed. He's amazed. And I think it's hard to recapture that wonder because it's just the world. It's the world we live in, especially kids today. Like this is the only yeah. thing they've known. It's just the standard. It's like, what's next? It's like, well, what we have is pretty insane. And I think we just need to appreciate it more. And maybe even not to say like get rid of the technology, but like realize that the technological reliance is actually having a trade off in our health and in our, you know, it doesn't align with our biology. You and I aren't supposed to know the problems everywhere in the world at all times. Our brains yeah. can't handle that, right? And this idea that people are actually getting broken down because there's simply an overwhelm of too much information. Yeah. And people haven't been given the tools to selectively choose which information is most important and worth their energy, let alone the fact they have very little spare energy because their time is being stolen 24 seven and they're just having to stay on the hamster wheel. So, you know, I really think that like the idea of helping someone start to understand Bitcoin or at least helping some nudging someone to be curious about what Bitcoin is and more importantly, just nudging them to want to understand money, I think is like an act of you're doing that. As a, someone who's orange pilling someone, you're you're not really benefiting firsthand to a huge amount by doing that work, right? It really is like a, you know, I went through this idea the other day where like orange pilling someone is an act of love. You're doing it out of love for that yeah. person because you want a better future for that person. And obviously that makes you helping others makes me feel good. So it is kind of, you know, fundamentally, it's probably out of a selfish element. But at the end of the day, it's not to try and like make a quick buck and drop your bags on someone. It's literally, I want to help save your socioeconomic life because I see the thing coming. You're not looking at it because you have yeah. so much stuff going on and I get that, but you need to pay attention to this. And I'm going to, I'm going to be relentless in putting these touch points out there because yeah. it is so important and I love you and I want you to not get destroyed in the storm. You need to take, you need to take some measures. You need to take responsibility really. And that's a really uncomfortable one for people to kind yeah. of like 
it's an uncomfortable hurdle for people to go over. And I, you know, I feel like I've, the stuff I've done with health has kind of like warmed me up for this because it's the same fundamental principle where we love um, forfeiting responsibility and blaming the world for the problems we have with health. We love, you know, and I can relate to this idea that it's, it's painful to listen to normies talk about fifth order effects and complain about fifth order side effects of money, of some bullshit yeah. thing where it's like, do you not see that that's just a really far down symptom? And you're, and if you complain about that, number one, you can't take action on it because it's a trickle down yeah. effect. But number two, if you actually want to, you know, instead of complaining, you want to take action, well, you need to start to learn about money because you use yeah. money every day and the money you're using is taking advantage of you. And I know it's uncomfortable to realize that or be told that, but until you actually lean into that and express some curiosity and start to learn, it's not getting better. Um, and you know, it seems like the people who do flick that switch and get over that hurdle, like they're good, they got momentum, you know, like there's some painful points when you really start to realize deeply, oh my God, everything I thought I knew about money has been untruthful. And I've been, I've basically been a slave to fiat. Um, it's uncomfortable, but that, I think that ignites the sense of urgency, which is, it's, it's cool to see someone like, you know, like when a mother bird sees the baby bird fly for the first time, you see someone recommend a book to you uh, because they just found it themselves. You're like, oh, I'm so proud. I'm so proud. Yeah. And it <laughs> feels good. Yeah. So I think the DCA is a powerful tool too. I've realized this recently where the danger of having someone voluntarily buy Bitcoin on a freaking basis actually mm -hmm. exposes them uh, to the price sometimes too frequently and they start to zone it. They start to get um, swept up in the emotional element of, of price volatility, right? And until they realize that like fiat is number stability, number go down, Bitcoin is volatility, number go up. Um, and until they kind of, it takes a while to really digest that. Like it took me a long time. I can, I can only imagine. So this whole idea that if you can get someone to have a belief that's deep enough that they're like, Bitcoin is better money. I'm going to use it as savings, as my savings technology for five years plus money. Um, getting them into a DCA where they can unemotionally essentially set it and forget it. Uh, you know, I have a friend that does a hundred bucks a week and he's the kind of person that gets very sucked in to, um, like he's pretty emotional. He's a pretty extreme person, right? He, everything he does is extreme. So, you know, he, he's higher energy, his threshold to getting like really kind of caught up in something on YouTube or something <laughs> like that is high. So for him, hundred bucks a week comes out of his bank yeah. account. He doesn't even see the price. He understands the value of dollar cost averaging where when the price is high, you buy less sats. When the price is low, you buy more by default and you're going to average out to a great price and dips are actually a good thing. But I think the most important thing I noticed with him was like, he's not exposed to any of the volatility because he doesn't even have to look at the price. Um, and I think this whole idea of the, the, the power of the DCA for people who are committed and who can go through the energy to set it up and then maybe completely forget about it uh, is very powerful. And I heard Gary Leland talk about that on Stefan Levera's podcast. And I was like, yeah, I need to start, I need to start recommending DCAing more frequently instead of people spot buying because it just, in times like this, it just exposes them to too much of an emotional roller coaster. Um, what are your thoughts on, on yep. DCA? My, I mean, I, I, I certainly, uh, I, I like it. I recommend it. Uh, it's, 
I mean, here in Croatia, we don't really have like um, very easy service that that can uh, onboard people to automatically DCA. We, I mean, people can dollar cost average, but they have to do it on their own. Like they have to consciously, you know, Maybe remember and buy. Uh, so, um, I think, I think, I think it's great. It's not for everyone, um, and there is like. I like to I like to go uh, sometimes with with more people. I, I like to go in the other direction. I, I like to um, basically go from the first principles with like first of all making sure that they understand that Bitcoin in itself, in and of itself, is not gonna solve their personal finance problems if, for example, they are used to spending more than they earn for example hmm. if they are if this is a problem i mean bitcoin is not gonna fix it they first of all have to fix have to get over the over the idea that their inflow their monthly or weekly or how, whatever is coming in their their money box has to be lower than what's going out now the difference the difference is higher. really has to be higher has to be higher yeah exactly so so there is there should be a difference between what you make versus what you spend you have to spend less than you, than what you make now how much less is is really you know it's very individual you know thing and um, and basically there there has to be a difference you have to make more than you than you spend now what are you going to do with that difference uh I would say you should swipe it to, to Bitcoin, but depending on, on your, what you say with your friend who is very emotional, like he has to do something, depending on who I'm talking to, I would say, you know, leave some money that's, leave some extra money that you are making, right? So first of all, you have to make extra money than what you're spending. So leave some extra money that you're making some part of it you leave it in fiat and some part you you put in bitcoin the ratio between fiat and bitcoin is going to depend on your uh basically your valuation of stable predictions like how how predictive you want to have your your purchasing power in the short medium and long term so if you are someone who is going to perform better, if you are going to be able to make more money to, to, to manage your budget better, if you feel that for the, let's say next year, you have, you, you can predict how much purchasing power you may have in a year, then I would say build up savings in fiat actually for a year of, of your expenses. And then above that, put it to Bitcoin. If someone is more comfortable, you know, if and it, again, it depends on their income and how frequent their income is and the level of income and the difference, the delta between the income and their expenses. If they and if how they, stable their income is too, and right? how stable like, their income is, yeah. if they make m way more than the ex than than they spend, then you know they don't may maybe need a lot of uh, a lot of months of expenses in fiat. They can swipe everything above, let's say, one, two, three months of, of fiat to Bitcoin. So it really depends. Um, and 
Auto DCA is, is a great, great tool for that. You just have to, you know, you just have to make the calculation how much are you gonna are you gonna actually allocate to it. Not everyone can can do dollar cost averaging because uh, not everyone has the same income um, schedule. Some people are on a payroll. Some people have, uh, let's say, for example, here in Rab, it's very prevalent and customary to for people to have very very high income during the summer because of the tourist season, and then you know winter and spring is it's it's much lower. Sometimes even nothing. So so basically they have to they have maybe. Uh, three to six months of uh, very high income that that they basically have to stretch throughout the year so so you it's so they will have to be sometimes and there are certain times where when they have much more cash right and so they feel this wealth effect so they are more likely to basically spend it and the other times they are uh, feeling like cash strapped and then they are you know, oh my God, that's usually during the winter. So they are like very frugal and so on. And then, so all of these factors come into come into like equation when I when I advise people on how to approach Bitcoin. The most important thing is to get off zero. That's for sure. Yeah. They have to they have to start using this new new type of money because as soon as you can as as soon as you start using it that's when the time starts sticking right because because yeah. it's only about time time in the in the market it's not about timing it it's like if you buy the top right now or the bottom it doesn't matter what matters is how long are you what what is the number of days that you spent holding bitcoin that's the most important thing so the sooner you start the sooner you are gonna actually get it what it is yeah. so if you start today like your four-year, at least four-year journey, right, starts today. Only in four years, you're going to be really understanding what's going on. That's when you you will have this halving supply shock. That's when you will have sustainable big bull market. That's where you're going to have, you're, you're going to experience what it means that your purchasing power goes, you know, one order of magnitude, 10x, you know, whatever you save through these four years. That's gonna at least ten x after the you know after the, this halving cycle dynamic is is played out, and then every four years you will you will experience even more you know you know this almost like steps levels of consciousness about the the, the world because then then you are gonna enter the rabbit hole and start talking about all of the things that your previous fiat life is actually uh, how how things. Uh, are just you know so dislocated and so perverted and so you know upside down yeah. like but it yeah during this during this journey it's just about for for me what i like to recommend to people is just about just start using this just start 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 slow start fast however you want to start it don't worry about even if you have like even if you if you make a mistake i mean make a mistake with bitcoin Almost everybody made a mistake uh, with like when, when they start using Bitcoin. Even if you have to sell it lower than you than you bought, doesn't matter. Time will go on. You will make more money. You will continue. You will return back to stacking, and over time you will end up better than you than if you didn't start the yeah. uh, you know the Bitcoin journey. That's the most important thing. Just start. 
how are you going to do it? Are you going to DCA? Are you going to lump sum? Are you going to... Are you gonna over allocate so they, then they, you will not be able to to sleep at night? Then you will basically down downsize your position because the your peaceful sleep at night will allow you to actually make more money so that you can stack more Bitcoin in the long term. That can happen as well. Uh, or if you are under allocated, if you don't feel if it like you are forgetting about it, you are just you know putting some pennies, right? And you are still not like. Uh, Maybe you want to up it a little bit. There is there is a place for everyone where they kind of feel they they start to feel that Bitcoin is change, changing something in their lives. What it is, what's the level, what's the like fine tuning? That's really very very personal, very individual um, thing. And people need they they are learning this. They are nobody taught them in school how to manage money. I mean. The, the 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 fiat schools are actually you know whatever they are teaching you they, it's like you should do the opposite of it <laughs> so, yeah you are not gonna make it uh in that in that world right so and you can't even listen to your grandma's advice like save for the rainy day make it, i mean you can but like if you if you save fiat now. you are you are sucker right you are losing a lot of uh purchasing power but i also i also think that some people who are like who are saving like if they are if they are let's say someone in the united states for example yes us dollar has has been inflating let's say eight percent on average in the last I don't know, 50 years for example and um and there are some people who never i, I like to listen to dave ramsey uh, show so so some, sometimes I, I listen to that and there are some people who have been just saving fiat they they wouldn't even invest or or anything and they literally amassed you know maybe million two million dollars in fiat in us dollars right in in their checking account despite the eight percent thing despite which is and and they don't have any debt and they they basically you know live they have paid off home they they drive a car they are just just everyday millionaire right but they saved up during their 30 40 year work life they saved up money they are not sophisticated enough to even invest it in in uh, in a um, stock market now i think that if like if their sense of stability and uh, i don't know predict predictability allows them to to actually make more money to overcome the um, the, the level of inflation loss of purchasing power so if they if they make more on average, then inflation is uh, you know eight percent. Let's say if they make if their salary or their earnings grow more than eight percent per year because of the stability and and peace that they feel because of the cash that they have, that's also that's also good. Now for them, Bitcoin is gonna like I don't know how they they they. I, I, I know some people who who have large stacks of cash actually in their homes here in in Rab. <laughs> so for them, starting with Bitcoin is really um, they're risk averse, right? They're conservative by their nature. They're conservative, and this is something new for them. But uh, they, I mean, it's 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 interesting because if they, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. It's, uh, I still have to have to have this conversations and experiences with 
people like that, right? Who who simply save in cash and they make they overcome the 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 inflation, the loss of purchasing power by simply making more money on top of it. It's it's hard, mm-hmm. especially if your inflation rate is is very high. Um, which, for example, euro is is higher than US dollars. Uh, Croatian kuna is higher than euro. So, but people you, here usually they save in euros, um, and yeah, it's 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 hard. Uh, it's, Question for them is like, do they understand the debasement dynamic? Right? Like, if okay, it's one thing if they just are putting stacking cash yeah. and they understand the debasement. Um, mechanics and they're just factoring that in but the low risk of just stack putting cash away somewhere tangible um makes them feel at peace that's what they've known it's worked the amount of cash there is going up um you know that's a that's okay if they're factoring in that trade-off then there's nothing wrong with that um i guess like the questions i would ask are you know whether they understand that they're essentially being you know michael seller gives this beautiful analogy where it's like every night you go to sleep someone bleeds you a little bit yeah. And you're always tired and you don't know why. And you're like, what is going on here? And some people don't know they're being bled, right? And, yeah. and for those people, um, you know, it doesn't mean they're necessarily going to dump all that fiat into Bitcoin, but it might create a different set of trade-offs in their mind where Bitcoin could be maybe a part, like maybe 10% goes into Bitcoin because they're like, well, I, I need to offset that cost of capital, which I have no control over. And, and this is a big and because over their entire lives, you know, those people typically are older people over their entire lives that they haven't really seen some crazy shit, right? But in the United States, 40% of currency was minted or created out of nowhere in the past two years. So this this rate of debasement being held consistent is no longer a true story. And unless you realize, like in Canada, in one year, from Jan 20 to Jan 21, M2 increased by 18.5%. My parents are not factoring in an 18.5% haircut on their wealth. They're not even acknowledging that as real. So the idea is they must become aware of that before yeah. it gets sliced down so much that they have to go back to work or they are struggling in a big way. So, you know, it's really just like, are they aware, right? Like we know, and maybe yeah. they know, but I really want to make sure that you know so that you can make the best decision for yourself. Because if you're misinformed, it can be dangerous in times like this where things are getting a little bit out of whack. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I love what you said, uh, just Mm -hmm. to put a pin in what you said about this whole idea of, you know, this is this should be like grade five money education, right? (laughs) You, in order to save money for the future, you must make more than what you spend, and the delta there determines how much you have available to save. Now, what you do with that savings is another story. And I think you highlighted the fact that everyone is different. Everyone has different circumstances. You know, like I never even thought of the idea that in Rab, you have this boom period with tourism. And yep. if you sh- if you sweep all your savings into a vehicle that has to be, you know, that you want to keep there for four years, well, you might come into hard times because you need some yep. money on the back end when tourism season is low. So everyone's contextual circumstances are so different that yep. really what an, being an orange pillar is, is being curious to try and understand someone's circumstances so that you can help them yep. make the best decision, not tell them what to do, but just be like, well, what are all the variables in your life? Cause that's yep. really going to be the primary determinant of what is the best move for you financially based on what you want to do, where you are, the certainty of your income, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think it is, you know, there's a reason the United States has the most Bitcoin like tools like strike where literally you can press a few buttons in their app 
and you can DCA a dollar a day uh, for no fees. It's like that's an advanced tool that isn't available to most of the world. And I think there's a big advantage there to those who have access to that. Um, but this idea that, you know, you need to make more than what you spend to have a difference, which is the pool of capital that you have to be able to save. Yeah. Um, I think most people's gut reaction is, okay, I need to have more money saved. So I'm going to try and earn more. I don't think many people actually look at the other side and say, well, how do I reduce my personal overhead of living? And yeah. I think Bitcoiners are on the other side where it's like, how can I reduce how much overhead, how can I tighten the filter of things I'm willing to spend my money on based, basing this on um, essentials? Like, do I actually need this thing? I know like my filter for that, especially in times where sats are cheap is like, do I actually need that? Will I suffer without it? Um, would I rather have more sats that could be worth a yeah. shitload of money than buying yeah. this thing, going out to this dinner? You know, yeah. it's, it really is a totally different economic calculation in your mind when you have the broader exactly. scope of understanding what, what is actually happening. And I just wanted to say that instead of thinking, how do I make more? Maybe we should be balancing it out and saying like, how do I spend less? How, what, yeah. what is the frivolous spending I'm doing? You know, can I look into my phone bill and see like, oh, it turns out I'm spending 30 bucks more a month than I need to. Yeah. Uh, if I trim that, that's 30 bucks more of saving, whether I hold it in fiat or Bitcoin, doesn't matter. But I think people have to get that on the radar. And it fundamentally is not something we're taught in school, despite it being something so simple and so primary and so relevant to human life um, that it's, it's absurd that we don't learn these things. And it, it, yeah. it makes perfect sense that we end up in this really messed up place where no one understands how money works. No one knows how to save. Everyone's literally, you know, in the United States, most people don't even have $500 saved up for an emergency. That shouldn't happen. That's disastrous socioeconomically for a civilization. So it's weird. Yeah, completely. I, I completely agree. And I think um, th that's why I like to to recommend to everyone, regardless of who they are, to 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 basically start with their uh, start with their finance, start with the budget, learn how to make a zero based budget, learn how to how to track your expenses. Personally, I, I like to recommend them. There is youneedabudget.com. It's a great. I I will uh, send you a link so you can put it in a show description. That's some. Sounds that's good. a that's a software. That's a service that I use. I mean, it's almost it's gonna be like four years now. Like literally daily, I track every single expense and every single inflow, every single uh, money making. I mean, uh, income that I have uh, for four years, and I know exactly literally every single expense that i that i made uh i know um you know when i made it to where i made it and so on and this allows you to both uh you know understand that your how like is your income growing can you make some can you make more money are there ways that you can increase your income and there are and also, where can you optimize your spending? Like, do, do you did you do you really need this? Do, do you really need like? Um, how can you, for example, maybe uh, you know? Basically, in order to plan the future, you need to re record the past. You need to like simply, you need to have a record of your of your financials, basically, because financials are, are your life energy. Like it's it's how you put your time. It's what you the value that you are that you are bringing to other people, and then that's like 
it's very exact. It's it's almost like mathematical formula that you that you yeah. really need to start. You need to think start to think in numbers. So it's the quantification of your energy. Exactly, exactly. And one great thing with Bitcoin is that um, regardless of uh, if you if you are doing it, if you were, if you were doing it before. If you if you get onto onto a Bitcoin standard, if you start using Bitcoin, eventually you will start you will you will you will have to come to you know to this to this conclusion that there is opportunity cost of your of your money management, right? So at some point you are gonna experience purchasing power increase, right? In your in your Bitcoin, right? And you will start thinking about all this, you know, how much is this going to be worth, right? How, how much purchasing power would I have if I were to buy this or not buy this, right? So you, you, start, you start thinking in this like time dimension, right? Because I, and this is not happening immediately, but it's, this, it takes time. And over time, it's basically... Uh, enhanced right you are i for example let's say yesterday we were at the dinner so <laughs> i can already calculate approximately um like my choice whether or not i'm, I'm gonna go for i don't know a very expensive dry aged you know ribeye steak or a regular steak or ground beef right burger what's What's the difference gonna be in like five, ten years? Like in ten <laughs> years, right? So, so this small, maybe, maybe like very, very small um, low lowering of my experience because I'm not gonna go for the most expensive steak, but rather I would go for a middle or even like lower, uh, but still gonna be very nice experience and so on. Or I'm maybe I'm gonna have better experience because I know that by taking this slightly not the the the, the best thing, but let's say that is under under the best thing, that recognition will make me feel better because I understand how much the difference that I that I saved will be worth five ten years in the future. Yeah. I, it, so so basically so this is what bitcoin bitcoin is magical thing because it starts to 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 place um money in time right for you 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 start to think of the opportunity cost over time and uh and that's that's really powerful that's that's something that uh, that's going to like i know my mom for example she is like uh she was orange built by me in 2018 late 2018 and she she was saving uh you know some some bitcoin every month and she already had had uh, had she already had to had to, she decided to spend some of it uh on uh, but you know on uh, house improvements and so on but uh she's still you know saving up uh part of the she, it's just part of her daily daily life she she right. She uses uh, she uses Bitcoin as money, right? So, so really, um, like, she she is completely different now because now she uh, she would first of all never get into debt for anything, right? Because now she she understands that she can save up for what 
literally like anything that she wants to have if she saves up enough uh, if if enough time passes she will be able to get it right mm-hmm. now um this is this is this is this is what what makes her much more peaceful much more calm right uh and and this again allows it allows her to manage money better um and it's great to see this these transformations that 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 are happening with with people and um it changes people man it, it, changes it literally people. it allows them to plan it's 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 yeah. it's um, it makes them more it intelligent them for with the their future, decisions right and I because think what like, you, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, please let's save. I was just gonna say this this whole even what you're talking about a few um, a few minutes ago. This whole idea that there is an initiatory process to become a Bitcoiner. Yeah. It is spending four years with skin in the game. Yeah, um, it cannot be cheated. There are no shortcuts. It is actually hard work because it involves yeah. a lot of learning, and in that four year period, you are going to be tested um, probably many times because of the volatility and it's almost like we might the only way to be forged as a durable resilient bitcoiner is actually to go through that process and the sooner you start the sooner you get there and there is no shortcut and and it's like the people who panic when the price goes down you can tell have not done their initiatory period yet and i've started to like when you said that i i'm starting to realize how profound that mental model is because it is true. I've learned it to be true in my life and in all the people I know. Um, and yeah, it just, it really does change. And I, you know, one question I have is like, I've gone through a lot of my life where I just am, am making much more stringent economic calculation, right? I will hold off on things that I formally, that I, that I want, or that I formally would have had you know, instead of ordering an alcoholic beverage, I'll drink water at a restaurant, um, you know, little things. But once in a while, I just go, I just like buy a nice meal or, you know, it's a special occasion. So it's almost, you know, the, the calculation for me now is like, okay, I've, I've spent a lot of time sacrificing things with a low time preference to save. When do I start spending my Bitcoin? When do I start, you know, like, yeah. I've almost pegged my lifestyle to be very low, to be pretty far under what I could theoretically afford based on what I have, but I don't want to spend it because I know every, every side I spend now is going to be worth way more fiat four years from now. And so there's a trade off there, but it's, I think it just, it makes you think deeper on things. That's it, right? It makes you go deeper into the mental model of, um, thinking through these trade offs and, every every person's decision is still going to be subjective based on their desires and their future and what they want and all that kind of stuff but it just gives you um it's like it's uh before things are you're wearing glasses things are kind of blurry you're making the best decision you can but like i don't really know you know i'm not fully aware of my spending of what my delta is each month whereas bitcoin puts these glasses on where everything is crystal clear everything is right in front of you it doesn't mean that it necessarily makes instant sense, but it's clear enough for you to start to look into it and make sense of it and to put more energy into those decisions. And, you know, at some point there becomes a threshold where it's like, I can spend either 10 hours more per week working to make more fiat, or when's the point where those 10 hours are actually better spent learning about Bitcoin and learning how to keep my Bitcoin safe. And that, that is an interesting uh space to get to where it's like my time is actually best spent um 
learning about how to keep my Bitcoin safe than trying to earn more fiat to convert into Bitcoin, right? Like um, CK Snarks from Bitcoin Magazine talks about how people don't appreciate what they have in that one Bitcoin is generational wealth, right? Like we don't appreciate the value of one single Bitcoin, 100 million Satoshis. uh, It's so hard to think exponentially as humans that we actually underestimate what we have and how precious that is and how much energy we should probably put towards making sure we never lose that because it took us a long time to get there and it's it, it can be worth a lot of money um and yeah just this notion that it completely changes the, the dynamic of how you make decisions in life when you understand you know that coffee you buy that's five dollars that you buy three days a week all of a sudden that might not be worth it anymore and that's a exactly. good thing right it's a good and you know we talk about responsibility and with health um we break down the word responsibility into response able are you able to respond to the situation you're presented with? And res- the ability to respond only comes with awareness. Without awareness, you cannot respond. And I think what you're talking about of knowing really the metrics each month of your spending of what is going in, what is coming, um, what is going out, what is the difference? Where are my opportunities to maybe have less go out or more come in? To me, that sounds like just a gaining of awareness of having an awareness of your financial circumstances. Yep. Whereas before it's like you get the blurry sense, but you don't have enough detail to actually make the really sharp decisions of, of deciding. And I think another thing that that does, gaining that deep awareness of like, you know, if you wanna know, it's all fine and good for people to say what matters, right? Values, I think are an important thing, being clear on your values. And to me, a value is just something I value, something I deem matters. You wanna do the uncomfortable audit of seeing how do your values that you subjectively claim to hold actually match up with the reality you're living look at where you spend your money because that's an indicator of where you're spending your time and sometimes it's uncomfortable to realize that what i'm spending my money and time on doesn't align with what i think matters in my life well it's it's you you patch up a blind spot and all of a sudden you can kind of like um align those things so i think just doing a deep dive into where what are the detailed metrics of where my inflows and outflows are going and what is being spent on is so important and that awareness is what enables you to take responsibility yep and i i i think more people just need to do that's a good starting point yeah and uh there are there are other uh beautiful (laughs) tools and techniques that i have been learning since i since i started really you know in my let's say yeah since 20 2018 2019 um this period of my bitcoin journey it's gonna now in july i think in the middle of july it's gonna be eight years that time that i spent off zero basically yeah, july 2014 was when i first started in the last couple of years i also started applying another uh, financial tool uh which is uh literally when i when i budget my my income i always separate 20% of of that income into a budget category that's basically this is the money that i'm going to give give away without any just give it hmm. and that's uh that has been like it's it's an ancient wisdom that's basically recommending you to give away 10 to 20% of your of your income uh and what happened once I started doing that a couple of years ago, it's like 
that's I think that's like almost like a hack of the of the of the universe. Uh, what happens is you are um, I mean <laughs> you're you you basically start to make much more uh, regardless because it's like counterintuitive. How am I gonna uh, like it 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 increases your wealth? It increases your your spirit of generosity and people start to some crazy business opportunities basically start to start to open up um over time and you don't really you you cannot predict them but it really works it's like um and it and it and it works regardless of where what's your starting point that's 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 another thing that i well not maybe in, immediately in the first session of my orange peeling sessions i i don't start with that but once someone is a little bit more, you know, in this journey with me, then I, I kind of, um, I start recommending that they intentionally separate part of their income and find a way to give it, you know, mm. give it to, give it to a member of your family who is maybe struggling with, you know, making a payment on their on their loan or or just just find a way to 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 give or 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 just leave leave a larger tip uh in your coffee shop or just just understand that the moment that you give it's like it's like your your heart is 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 oh my god so 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 happy and and basically what happens is you are people People always feel this subtle uh, energy uh, around you. So, and if you are, let's say, if you are in debt, if you are in deep, deep, uh, you know, debt, which is why I don't recommend anyone to take on any debt for anything, because spiritually speaking, it, it's it's you start to emanate this slight, or maybe more slight, but this slight feeling of desperation that you have to, you have to either close this deal or get this job or make more money because you are you are underwater and people do not like to 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 feel guilt if they don't help you out or they don't increase your payroll or they don't do a business deal with you or whatever they people do not like have to to to, to deal with that desperation spirit in people people like to 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 connect with people who who they feel generous generous spirit like they are their cup is overflowing constantly they they don't they are just you know there is infinite amount of any wealth that they that they that they have right and this is only achieved if you really start giving right you have to you have to give more money to make to to have to have more wealth right and your and your bitcoin stack is gonna gonna exponentially grow right um that's that's really like it's it's a huge secret it's it's i mean he's secret it's it's if <laughs> no you, longer if you start, secret <laughs> yeah it's it's like um it's it's almost yeah it's really like a hack um that's ancient wisdom i mean this is in a lot wisdom, of the religious yeah. stories right like you give it's a certain amount you tie wisdom yeah uh you it's it's really it's really a, it's almost more about you. It's like you are getting more from it than the one who is actually rece receiving. I mean, it's good for them to receive. You are helping out. You are you are always gonna make someone's day 
someone's day if you you know throw some throw some money at them it's like it, it, help them but just help them helping or or just tipping or whatever but it's going to do much more for you because what's going to happen is your income side is going to increase you won't even imagine how much and from where and your 10 to 20 percent of giving budget is going to increase with it as well right if you make 50 50 dollars per year if you go from 50 let's say you you make 50 and you give away um five to ten thousand dollars you know over the course of year right really strictly budgeted right so you have this you have this part of the budget that you are literally giving away um and uh that's gonna make your 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 yearly income go to five hundred thousand dollars and suddenly you will you will be able to give 50 to a hundred thousand dollars you know and then yeah. if you continue on that path you will start making five million dollars per month per, per year right you will you will basically increase the amount of uh of 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 monetary energy that's coming through you right that you generate that, abundance that you, by you, being you abundance minded abundance. you generate and it abundance. feeds on itself right it's it's like a virtuous cycle that that basically once you start kind of it's like an avalanche that starts no no matter where you are it's literally you can have like you can be you know having all yeah, you don't have to be wealthy to supremely name. wealthy to do this so, also i supreme, think that's yeah yeah i think that's one and thing people really, need to kind of digest it's like you don't have to have a huge amount of money in order to give some away you just have to and, and I think one thing it does too is it puts you in check to make sure you're not living beyond your means because you automatically have to live uh within the constraints of yeah. five to ten to twenty percent of your money being given to others and I think yes. even just this notion of generosity uh yeah. also trickles into time right this idea that um being in debt yeah essentially forces you into a high time preference way of living such yeah. that you are always in a rush like this is one thing yeah. i sense when i look around at the world now to a big extent you know one thing i've tried to do is i never want to be in a rush anymore i never want to have to yeah. get to somewhere quickly because i i now have more time thanks to bitcoin and this idea that everyone's getting so fired up and upset like even in traffic people are honking people are when people are walking along the sidewalk they're not walking observing looking for opportunities to engage they're yeah. like i need to get there because i only have this yeah. much time and the idea that even just starting uh this practice of giving by giving your time by just yeah. being less in a rush taking five minutes to spin up a conversation with a stranger and ask them how their day is like that is that is a way of giving um yes you know if your time if money represents your time then your time is also something you can give and you don't have to have any wealth to offer your time like my yeah. mom knows that the best thing i can give her on mother's day or her birthday is spend a full day with her with full presence not give her money not give her gifts that she doesn't need it's just like undivided presence and time and being there to listen or whatever it is like those are the things that we are poor in and those are the things that we skip over when we have this high type preference way of living based on scarcity which usually is derivative of i owe someone money i must do this so that i can pay that back because it's in the back of my brain at all yeah. times and i think it's it's such a powerful um mindset shift and you know it, it just makes your life better right and 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 i think what you do there is you're improving the community around you 
you giving to someone probably is going to inspire that person to give to someone else. And before you know it, the entire web of your local community has been upgraded because people are more generous. And we get back to this notion of community being we help our, our fellow humans who are in need, knowing that when I'm in need, if I'm ever in need, they will reciprocate. And it's not because I'm expecting it to be reciprocated. It's just that is the law of the universe. This is how things work. And you're right. It just upgrades your life. Even, yeah. even just giving someone a slightly bigger tip than you normally would, right? Like we tip yes. like 15% here. Give someone 25%. That makes me feel, I'm doing that for selfish reasons when I do it. But I Absolutely. know it helps that person. And it's really like, uh, th th there comes a point for me, at least, I mean, I I'm, I'm now learning to be grateful for the opportunity to be able to help someone like that. Like when, when there was a Corona crazy hysteria, there was a couple of people here in Rab who, whose jobs were threatened, right? Who were, who were in a really bad like uh, situation, you know, uh, and we were able to help them out financially, literally just, you know, this is, Take, take the money, don't worry about it. Like, don't, just don't take the, you know, the, just don't, don't do something that you will regret later. You know, don't worry about the money. Like, but it, I mean, the fact that you, that, that um, I was able to, to, to experience this feeling of literally truly, you know, <laughs> bridging some, you know, dark, dark periods of time for someone uh, with, with something that, uh, I mean, this money is is like it's it's so transitory at the end of the day it's like yeah. uh you're not gonna be like <laughs> and like and and how it works really it comes back to you like 10 times more <laughs> so so you you are <laughs> when you know that it helps challenge, which, which yeah you, now now you have so like now your budget category grows more and you you basically have your responsibility grows larger because now you can help even more people with more, with with more meaningful uh, amounts, meaningful like larger, or 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 even um, like everything goes up with your 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 time is worth more. Your your money can, can you, you are just acting on the world with more energy, right? You're more responsible. You're more free. Your freedom enlarges goes up. And your responsibilities go go up, right. and uh, and it's yeah, it's it's really like uh, like like we are growing up. Like and I I really feel like in my prior fiat life, uh, I I think I mean I was like I made so many stupid like uh, oh my god, it's like stupid mistakes uh, with everything, with my time, with relationships, with money, yeah, with Same. you know. But now really, Bitcoin is really opening up all of this uh it's it's a it's great vehicle to to start really growing up right being yeah. a responsible wise adult who can uh you know can really you know take on some more responsibilities you know for for yourself first for your family for your friends community around you for you know uh it, that's why i love talking with bitcoiners i mean it's like um it's something different, uh, you know, with someone who is uh, who, who has been in Bitcoin for for a while. We we just we can you know much more quickly get get to this to the same frequency, let's say, of thought. And uh, yeah, and I and I look forward for you know 
minting, forging more, more, more Bitcoin. And I mean, we would live in a such a such a beautiful, you know, happy world, much more happier world, if if more people were start doing this these practices. And because like everything is so abundant, it's it's all. Yeah. About your perspective basically right you can like you can have two different people and uh, one of them can have objectively hundred thousand more you know money or 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 wealth on their hands but if they are if they are constantly comparing themselves to someone who has more than them and is 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 in huge debt even though they have a lot of assets they have a lot of debt and they are constantly trying to up the ante on that guy over there who has even more than them. I mean, they are they live in a world of uh, of scarcity, of uh, fear, of uh, stress, of whatever. While on the other hand, you can have someone who is just start starting out, or maybe he's you know, um, but he, but he's you know he's separating his 20 percent of his income. He's giving, he's growing, he's uh, abundant. You know, his his mindset is is is. Of abundance, he is grateful yeah. for everything that he has, and more things are coming his way, and he's always like, um, yeah. So, 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 so that's why, you know, you, yeah. I don't know. I just, dude, that's very. I, I, <laughs> it's very powerful because really, yeah. it's like, it's almost like you can you can have a person, yeah. They are the same person. the The view that they have is the same. It's the same world. Right. Yeah. And you're the same person, you have the same circumstances, same income, same family, whatever. And you have this fiat lens, which gives you yeah. a certain perspective, which is yeah. usually underlined by scarcity, because that's what it's designed yeah. to do. And then you can just switch the lens like you twist a microscope and you switch the lens to the Bitcoin lens. And the same world and the same person has a totally different perspective, a totally different mindset. You see opportunities you didn't before. Um, the idea that Bitcoin gives you more time to do what you love yeah. and the fact that a better world starts with more people doing what they love, not being trapped in this weird form of slavery. Um, you know, it really is. It, it's funny because a couple of years ago, I usually go to Costa Rica every year and there's usually an elder that goes there. We do a sweat lodge. We do they, they put on ceremonies. And two years ago when I went, I witnessed a teenager basically be initiated into adulthood with a um, sweat lodge, peyote sweat lodge. So you eat some of this cactus, you go in, it's a very intense experience. Like literally, wow. it's so hot. Imagine. It's like the hottest sauna you've ever been in, in. You're expected to sit up, you're singing, there are certain rounds. It's a very cool experience. It's like a two, three hour experience and it's, it's very difficult. And what's funny is most of the women handle it. They crush it. Most of the men are the ones who are like, yeah. <laughs> you know, struggling the hardest. But I witnessed this boy go into the sweat lodge. This elder ran the ceremony. The boy toughed it out and essentially went through everything. And after we're all sitting by the fire, because they essentially put these stones in the fire. They heat up the stones. They bring the stones in the sweat lodge around, pour water over it. And it's like just a crazy sauna. But when we, when we got out, the elder basically said, you have now you know, you're now a man, you, you now have a set of responsibilities, you have to take care of your family, you have these things you need to do. And you've just been initiated from boyhood into manhood. And I think these initiation uh, rituals have essentially been lost from most Western civilizations. Um, and I think that's part of the reason we get stuck in 
um, you know, our, our teenager, like we, we act like teenagers far beyond the teenage period, myself included, right? You make silly decisions. You do silly things with relationships, like you said, and just the way you view the world is like this very immature thing where, you know, we live in a world where we can forfeit responsibility and have everything we want. And so why not do that? Right. That's like the boy, the boy mindset. And it's almost like Bitcoin is a sweat lodge to bring people into a mature way of being in the world and ushers you to this point where, you know, like an elder is someone who plants the, the grapevines knowing they'll never taste the wine because they know that that is their way of contributing to the world and essentially making sure the next world is a, is a better one than they lived in. And I think that mindset can only come through work, right? Like you have to be initiated. You have to be around people who actually foster that mindset so that you become inspired to become part of that group of people. Um, and I think that's what Bitcoiners are, right? Like we're maturing as you go through Bitcoin, you mature, you see the world differently. You view it through more abundance. You realize that the more I give, the more I receive, the better the world is. Um, and it's infectious because you just want to spread it. You're like, well, I want yep. more people like that because that's how we get to the other side out of exactly. this crazy place we've, we've somehow managed to get ourselves into. And now we have this thing that is morphing everyone. This, everyone is going through this four-year sweat lodge and coming out on the other side as different humans. And I just want to be around those humans because yep. the conversations I have are so nourishing and so, so powerful that I yep. leave so inspired where it's like, I need to do more. I need to give more. I need to spend, I need to be more careful with how I spend my time. And it is really this pretty incredible <laughs> thing. Like if we didn't have this, it would, I don't know what yeah. I would be doing or what my mindset would be because it yeah, would exactly. it, it'd be pretty dire. No, it's, it's great. I mean, uh, we are really, uh, yeah, I, I look forward for the, for our next conversation because I know, you know, from from this day until next, let's say next thirty days, I'm gonna go up my 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 health work even more, because now I kind of feel this almost like uh, accountability, right, towards your like your like how you how you presented our in our conversation last time the like the health uh, tool like the, uh, journaling your 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 um, health uh, journey as a as like a proof of work, of work. Uh, it, it's really powerful I mean it's uh, I mean I already started my journal um, a couple of uh, months ago like a physical journal I, I had my journaling phases up often on and off uh, in the years before but uh, now I'm kind I'm pretty diligent uh, you know with with journaling but you know since our last conversation I really started uh, you know adding some thoughts about about health i started some you know not every day but uh, let's say maybe again maybe two-thirds of the days were like uh in the intermittent fasting uh you know so i kind of uh, got my my um you know uh, metabolism a little bit uh better and uh and yeah it's and it's like uh yeah it's 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 it's, it's beautiful like it's all about momentum. It really is. Yeah. And I think Bitcoin is, is like that too, where it's it not is. actually about doing a huge amount any single day. All it is, is about stringing together your blockchain of behaviors, yeah. right? It's like every yeah. day, just do a little bit um, and just reflect on the fact that you showed up and did something. It doesn't matter if it's like a five minute walk or I, literally it could be like, I encounter a stressful situation. I took a couple of deep breaths before reacting. Like that's your intentional um, 
you know, block that you mined for health that day. And all it is is don't break the chain now, right? Like it's not even that you have to mine like a billion transactions. It's just like put one block in, know that you showed up and know that it creates a better foundation that you can build on tomorrow. And this idea that like, I think high time preference culture has fucked up health. It just has because everyone (laughs) wants it tomorrow. Everyone. And and the messed up part is there's always a fiat person that's going to promise you they can give it to you tomorrow and it's bullshit. But they know that that's what people have become accustomed to wanting. So they just feed the beast. It's like, you know, people become their incentives. But I think when we revert back to this whole notion that like health must also be viewed through a low time preference lens because it is actually a perpetual journey. It's not a destination. It's like every day do a little bit more to take care of myself so I can take care of, of other people and so I can yeah. live a pleasant life. And when you take that, it's almost like the, um, you know, I never thought about this until right now, but the idea of feeling like you are in a health deficit is like being in debt. Yeah. It's like yeah. scarcity mindset. Everything is urgent. I only deal with problems when they blow up. Whereas when you switch your mindset, um to health as a low tie preference thing you're not in a rush you're just like i'm just gonna do a little bit and it's so much more grounding and relaxing and you know like i've realized that i'm very lucky the other day i realized that silence um Mm -hmm. is is like a luxury now right like yeah a gucci handbag used to be a luxury where only rich people could afford it silence is a luxury and most people in lower income levels don't have that luxury. They live in places that are more noisy. They're typically exposed to more noise at work. And this idea that even just feeling very grateful for the fact that I have access to silence when I need it and, and be able to recalibrate my brain and like get clarity when things are foggy, it's like you start to become grateful for things that you never even knew were of value, at least I find in my experience. And it just makes you view the world differently. Right. And when, and when I run into someone that is in a rush or stressed or just like, you know, you can tell they're redlining, right? And maybe they've been redlining for a while. Just being able to say, hey, how's your day going? What do you think about the weather? Like just being able to essentially like recalibrate yeah. their energy a little bit. It's not like you're going to change their entire day, but if you can help them rebalance, like, like they're just in that mode. That's the only mode they know that exists. And if you can just bring down the energy to a more human level and yep. just have a slow conversation and not be in a rush, maybe that rubs off on them and says like, maybe I don't need to be in a rush as much. Why am I always rushing? Yeah. Right. And I think one thing with me with the orange pill in these days is like, I just try and figure out what is this person's pain point? Where is their pain in this person's life? And how can I just listen to understand, to, to help them just feel heard, right? And feel witnessed. Because if you're not, if no one's witnessing your lived experience, it doesn't matter as much. And it doesn't matter if, you know, how you're living it, but just listening and witnessing. And then also understanding, if I can understand that person's pain, maybe I can understand a slightly better way to relate that pain to the fact that the money's broken, because I know that's the cause. Yep. But it's really hard to draw. It's really hard to bring up Bitcoin. I was like, oh, you feel you're in a rush today? Well, Bitcoin fixes that. It's like someone's like, all right, this is a crazy person. <laughs> but if you yeah. if you really like take a curious, authentic interest, and I think that that's the big asterisk is like it has to be real. You can't just be doing it as a means to an end. You have to be doing it because you're intuitively and in a real sense curious about this person's experience, wanting to understand them with the intention that you know, I've gained a bunch of understanding about how Bitcoin can change the dynamic of my life. I want to understand where your pain points are, help you help you be able to build a bit of a 
a connection between the money is stealing from us all. And now you are left here, you know, five orders um, out from that, where now you're in a rush all day long, every day and not living a pleasant life. So how do I relate your pain to broken money and maybe stimulate a bit more curiosity to learn about money? Um, you know, it's like that saying where, you know, the old fish goes up to the two young fish and says, Hey, Hey guys, how's the water? And they're like, what's water? Because they're just in it. They don't know any, they don't even know that they're in water because water is just there, right? Like money is this thing that we use every day. And it's one of the biggest reasons people kill each other. One of the biggest yep. reasons people disagree or have problems or stresses in their life. And yet we never question whether there's a different way to do money. And in fact, we haven't had a different way of doing money until Bitcoin, but yep. you know, we're so early that the opportunities to really understand people and see like, what is the best way in for these people? Cause they don't want to be in pain. They probably want to learn the solution to their pain so they can solve it, but they don't feel they have the time to learn it or, or maybe they don't even know they need to learn it because they've misdiagnosed the source of their pain, right? The, the, the source of my pain is my shitty boss. It's like, well, that might be the most immediate one, but it's probably not the root cause of the problem. And so just helping people, not necessarily telling them, um, anything, but just, you know, it's, it's like not giving them answers, questioning the answers they've accepted that aren't actually true. I think that is like the ultimate challenge of, uh, helping people is how do you help someone without giving them answers? Because number one, you don't have the answers for them. They must discover their own answers, but they're not close to being able to even asking the right questions. So how do we make them ask better questions? And I think sometimes I get, I see it on people's faces where the light bulb goes off and it's like, they might not look into it tonight, but something has changed where they now have this new piece of data on their radar that doesn't fit with their version of reality. Maybe that makes them be like, there's something there. I'm constantly being reminded that this thing is still there and I'm always in a rush or all these things are happening. Maybe I should look into that. And I think that that's, you know, if everyone just meanders over to the side of curiosity to wanting to understand things that are underlining all the problems, that's how we get to the other side, right? And that's how you help build bridges to save people. You know, it's like when we say saving people's lives, we talk about their biological lives, but like your socioeconomic life really determines the quality of your, bio quality of your biological life. And by helping people be curious about money, you're saving their socioeconomic lives. Because right now they're being threatened constantly without even realizing it. Um, yep. Powerful motivation, man. Like this is why it's like Bitcoin. The other day I started to find Bitcoin. I'm like Bitcoin is just a genius set of incentives. That's all it is. It's a system <laughs> yeah, of yeah. incentives to the point where you and I using Bitcoin and having our lives significantly upgraded makes us want to upgrade other people's lives for selfish reasons. It's like the, it's like a beehive, right? Like all the bees are selfish because they don't want to die. But the only way they don't die is they, they protect the queen by protecting the queen. They help the whole hive. It's like this beautiful incentives web that is just keeps blowing my mind, man. Like it, it never gets old. I've been in this since 2015 and I get my mind blown <laughs> every week, every podcast. I'm like, Jesus. Yep. Beautiful. It really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thankful that I'm very thankful that we have it because uh, if we didn't have it with the level of technological sophistication that we do have yeah. without Bitcoin, oh my God. Yeah. We could the pendulum face, would shift it, to the wrong direction pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, would, that would be 
Oh my God. No, no, not I'm going to think about it. <laughs> it's just too, too scary. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's a good place to wrap it up. I think that was a great, uh, yeah. that was a great conversation, man. Like I said, I'm great. I think uh, monthly is a good enough cadence that it's not like a, you know, it's enough that you can have a fresh set of thoughts to kind of go through. And I take notes yes. intermittently of being like, this would be interesting to talk about, but, um, yeah, grateful for your time. Grateful for your thoughts and conversation. I, you know, Usually a week after we record, I listen to it so that it's not completely fresh in my brain. Um, but last time when I re-listened to the one that we recorded last time, I was like, I picked up some things that I didn't pick up in conversation. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, very grateful. Well, and uh, yeah, to those listening, we hope you, we hope you find these enjoyable. I mean, like we said. Thank you for your time. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for If no for, one listened, we'd still this, do this is, this is great. Cool, brother. And uh, yeah, sending much love to, to everyone who is listening uh and uh yeah we'll, we'll, cool, we'll see each other next next month sounds good next month man and to everyone listening take care of yourselves spread knowledge spread wealth try giving a little bit of your time or money away because it yep. comes back in a multiple um yep. and uh yeah great advice great advice for wow and uh yeah we'll end it there bye bye